like. Sucks! Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines! What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of What You Like Sucks. My name is Andrew. I'm joined as always by my good buddy Jack, who I think knows the name of this podcast better than I do, because I re-listened to last week's episode and I didn't even say the name right. What is this podcast called, Jack? Um, from all the uh, the edits you've sent me and the the whole intro that you created, I'm pretty sure it's called "What You Like Sucks." People would assume that that was the name of the podcast. But what did week, what did you say? I, it said, was. I said everything you like sucks. And you know what? As much as I oh, as I, much as I disagree with you on a lot of things, and and we're, that's the whole point of this, right? I would I would agree though that you do think everything I like. I don't. Sucks. I wouldn't say that everything that you like sucks. Like you like shoot. You like, oh god, I can't yeah, name see, one thing that you like that I'll, Settlers of Catan. Oh, that's a good that's game. One that's, that's a real good game. <laughs> I can name no other things. I can name no other things. Well, welcome back if this is your first time tuning in. Uh, this is the show where we bring a couple things to the table and explain to each other why that thing is is utter and complete garbage. But you boys got to have your snacks first. We got cereal time right now. We're going to have some frosted flakes today so take some time go get yourself a snack but right now it's cereal time hey girl cereal that's time. cereal for you oh appreciate you gotta have your cereal gotta have a little bit of doing it the right way cereal first then milk cereal first and then milk shout out to ikea for providing us with bowls thank you ikea also shout out to my job for letting me afford cereal thank you for the cereal so we're going to get right into it. Uh, we had some really sad news this week. Sony has officially ended support for its infamous, some would say, others would say famous, PlayStation 2 it's about time. console. No, it's it's never time. It's yes, never it time. Is. So uh, before we dive too deep into this, right, this is this is a sad moment in gaming history. It's It's a historically sad an upsetting moment in, in gaming history. If you were to pick one game that was to sum up your entire childhood, what game would that be? Mario Party 4. Mario Party 4. Yes. On the... GameCube. I thought that was GameCube. Yes. Why? Because that was every sleepover I had as a kid. And oh, you were there for, for, for a lot I of probably them. was. Back when we were the, the young kids. making fun of you for it. No, it was like involved in this. there. <laughs> Me, you, and all of our other friends doing slumber parties in my basement as a kid. We would Don't always say play. slumber party. Oh, I said it. It's too late. <laughs> we were like eight. Um, we played Mario Party Four on my GameCube. Like, but that kind of perfectly segues like right into our first topic because we we were talking about this and we were like, why don't we do our first thing about our childhood console? Where like I got this sad news about the PS2. I thought it was sad. Jack could care less, and he grew up being a GameCube kid, so with them both being released at the same time, we thought it would be perfect to kind of do a debate between the two consoles, because I think... I mean, granted, the, the GameCube's been dead for years. Well, let's just say the numbers show which one is better, and, like, statistically, one is better, and, like, there's sales really no wise, way. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not even just sales numbers, just, like all of the numbers and like all of the stats and I'm not even going to hit you with all of the stats. There is no way that you can tell me with a straight face right now that the GameCube is better 
than PlayStation's second attempt at a console. Well, that's what I'm going to do. It's okay, not then better, do it. Then do it's it. It's not better than their fourth attempt at a console. Mm, yeah, um, I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> no, but the GameCube, the GameCube was great. The GameCube was flawed in, in its own right. Its discs were too small. It couldn't hold enough memory. It wasn't the best design, but it was... Right. It was, it was everything. Like, if, if, like all right, Drake and Josh, great show. Right. Whoa, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this is going somewhere. Okay. This is going somewhere. Okay. All right. I don't like where it's going, but go. Okay. The whole thing about Josh's game sphere that was supposed to be a GameCube. It was it was everywhere. The GameCube was so awesome. So you're just saying it was iconic. Yes, it was iconic. It was great. You had all the Nintendo games, you had all the Mario games, you had the Zelda games. You had you had so many good games that were just they were all Nintendo and they were just GameCube exclusive. Including all the Mario parties. And so you're you're took you're taking it kind of more for, more so from the stance of like it being such a pop culture icon rather yes. than it being verifiably better than the PlayStation Two. Yeah, it was a cult classic because it was not <laughs> better than the PlayStation Two. I actually better in watched, what way? So I can't remember exactly like how far apart they were released. I think the GameCube was actually released after the PlayStation Two. I might be wrong. Somebody fact checked me and yell at me on the internet about that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they were released like almost at the same time if not a few months apart like somewhere in that in that area and we all remember that that was the the peak of civilization we've only gone downhill from here i think the release of these consoles has just kind of been <laughs> downwards trajectory since but it was I also watched, way before like online play too true and before but you I, could get yelled at by eight-year-olds well i i watched i watched the like just the unveiling of the two consoles and the ps2 unveiling ceremony was so sick like lights and flashing and like music playing and like a bunch of people come out on stage and they're like holding it and first of all playstation 2 just looks like a gorgeous console like at the time like that was the future and that literally looked like something that was plucked from like 20 years later because we just hadn't seen anything like that right you look at the gamecube you look at the even the xbox that came out at that point the xbox looked like a hunk of plastic in comparison to the ps2 the original xbox the original xbox was not the, not the 360 no, the, no, original no. the original xbox because they bad. all came out at the same time it was xbox playstation 2 and gamecube all came out at the same time the gamecube unveil ceremony at the nintendo conference i can't remember the the uh, uh creator of mario can't remember his name but he came out with it just holding it by the handle the little toting handle that no one ever used to tote the game mean that's how I, that's how i carried it around when where did you carry your gamecube around when my your house would let me use the living room not the basement <laughs> so tv you, you I carry, would carry it up the, it stairs, up the stairs, stairs with a stupid little handle yeah, on it was it. all about that convenience was the most unnecessary Does the playstation addition. 2 have a convenience handle no but it had other great features like being able to play dvds <laughs> Like that was a huge thing, and at the time, like that was unheard of. Like right now, we kind of take it for granted that every console would handle Blu-ray, handle Blu-ray, like handle multiple formats. Like yeah. I can, I can watch. Like obviously, the change in like being a connected device and to the internet now is like revolutionary for the console now. But like I can do anything on my Xbox. I can do any. I can do more things on my Xbox than I could just do with like cable. And you obviously. can do all the same stuff, right? Not more on a PS4. Like you uh, can, of course, of yeah. course. But at the time, like being able to play DVDs and CDs on the PlayStation, and then also have a library of of all the backlogged um, 
PlayStation games as well and like be able to play that whole library that you already have. That was huge. That was massive at the time. And then GameCube comes out and it's like, we have little teeny tiny discs that you'll never see ever again, except in those mini VH, or not mini VHS, those mini DVD players that you took on road trips with your family. Do you remember those? <laughs> well, those uh, were awful. No, but they we were had a mini terrible. VHS player. on A mini VHS player? Yeah, I don't my even know what that didn't is. love us. It's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I know for a fact that that is not true. Yeah, I know. But no, I'm just kidding. No, we had a we had a VHS player that that stuck to right. the back seat of the driver's well, seat. Let's get let's get out of like just talking about the consoles themselves and like the games. The only notes that I have for games, and I know that we said we weren't going to use Star Wars as a as a main topic point, but I just wrote PlayStation. This is literally what it says in my notes. PlayStation, better Star Wars games, GameCube, worse Star on, Wars games. Hold on, Name PlayStation didn't have Rogue Squadron. All right, that's fair. That's that is very a, fair. That was an Rogue incredible game. Was that was incredible. Game. But GameCube didn't have Battlefront 2. No, it did not. No, it did not. Which, arguably, like when you said that Mario Party 4 was the game of your childhood, for me... Battlefront 2, the 2005 edition, don't come at me with the current Battlefront 2, even though it's fine. I just it, it didn't stack up to a game that came out in 2005, which I will say no, I, was pretty I down even play that I even play that more often now, currently. We played it two emulation, weeks ago. Emulation on my on my PC. I'll play it more now than I'll play any game on my Xbox, which is bad but <laughs> that is the game of my childhood like i can't think of any games besides super smash brothers melee that came out for the gamecube that could stack up to the library that the ps2 had but there was nothing like playing melee and just smashing the crap out of your gamecube controller and just button mashing the hell thank you for segueing me into my next point perfectly the controller the controller what the hell was that the controller the the left and right buttons on for your fingers they just they formed to your finger that, it wasn't like this tiny button no on the end. that it, didn't that controller that the, there's a reason why nintendo controllers haven't been the standard of gaming since the Nintendo Entertainment System came out. Like, all controls, if you look at a controller now, you look at Xbox, you look at PS2, yeah. like they relatively, or PS4 rather, they all relatively look the same. What in the gosh dang hell was the GameCube controller? What is a C-stick? What What are all these buttons that you don't need? Like, everything just feels misplaced on it, and it is apparent because that's not the standard anymore. Like, that never caught on as being a standardized controller format. No, but from what I remember from the controller, and going back to Melee, it was all about the C-stick Melee moves. It was, but, like, I... I and still, it is the same design. It is the same barely shape. the same design. And then it's like, the, you have the left and right buttons, and you have the A, B, C, X, Y. It still or, felt too much to me like an N64 controller, which... What oh, no, heck? we're not. We're not. What the heck? Hold was on. This that? podcast is not about the N64. <laughs> we're not going to get into the N64 right now. I have two hands. I can't handle you know the what? N64. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wrap this this part up. Actually, I do want to tell like one quick little aside about Smash. Like the whole. As much as I love Smash as a game and think that it's an incredible game, Smash Melee rather. Um, mush- I'm gonna totally botch his name. Mashahiro Sakurai, I believe is how you pronounce it. That was the original developer. I read his whole story the other day, and I felt 
so sad for him because the whole time he was just trying to start. He he made the original one for um, the N sixty four. He made original Super Smash Brothers, um, and then when they were going to do it for the GameCube, he was like trying to start his own game company. They brought him back, and he was like, "I was just." so stressed the whole time and I never slept and I worked in the office I had to move close to the office like I was so stressed and they're like he's like I'll never work on another Smash game again and then when they brought it out for Wii they were like hey can you come back again and he's like why do you do this to me (laughs) and I just I feel so bad I mean he loves it it's his child of a game but like it it just was heartbreaking to hear like I put so much into this game that it actually caused me like physical stress. I'm like, oh buddy. Like, well who hasn't done that at work? I know, but still I'm just like, uh like as much as I love that game, I'll just always think of that like, oh this poor guy. To that point, like I think we've kind of reached a consensus here. The PlayStation 2 is obviously the the superior console and if you have a GameCube, you should probably just throw it away now. Oh, all right. Well, is that is that the consensus that we just came to? No, not at all. It's, it's hold oh. on to that. It's oh. hold on to that. It's it's a yeah, classic. Yeah, hold on, to, hold on to the stupid little handle that it it's, has. Your, your PlayStation <laughs> just just minor updates as it goes through. It's Nintendo has just made great leaps between each system. I will and give develop you. Something I will give new. you that. I will give you that. Like some of the stuff that Nintendo's come out with after that, incredible. Um, and at the same time, like. Sony hasn't come out with a console that was as revolutionary as the PS2, as, as it was at the time. No, it's the PS3 no. and the PS4 were updates they to were updates. the PS2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, the PS2 was a leap and bound over the original PlayStation. Yeah. You can't even debate that. Like, it was no, just it was. so much better. But they, they just haven't done anything that incredible since. But we might change that opinion when we buy the new Spider-Man game that just came out. Because that looks... And it's only for PS4. And it's only and for both PS4. Both of us have Xbox One. Neither of us have a PS4. <laughs> so if you want to Venmo us for a PlayStation 4 so that we can review the new Spider-Man game next week. And then tell you why that sucks. Jack's Venmo is at... <laughs> I'm not even going to give it. <laughs> I think it might even be my name. It might, it might, it might even be his name. You can, you, can, you can text us a couple bucks if you can figure out how to do that. Send it to our P.O. box that we don't have. (laughs) So we are currently at the midpoint of the show, and this is the point of the show where we remind everyone, text your mom. Tell your mom that you love her. Don't do it if you're driving, but no matter what you're doing right now, pause the podcast, send your mom a quick text, and and tell her her that you love her, because you you should do that. And even you too, Jack. You should pick up your phone right now and, and just... You should pick up your phone right now and, and shoot your mom a quick text, will you? Will you do it? Will, will. you, do it? Will will. you do it for me? I will. Andrew, how's, you, how's your mom? How's She's your mom? She's great. That's good. Good to hear. She's great. I think we're, we're currently planning a trip to a major European city. And if you can guess what it is, I'll give you a candy bar I, that I've been can hiding Can I guess? You. you can guess. Go ahead. Is it, is it Paris? Oh, you got it. And I'm going to give you this candy bar that I've been saving for you over here. Here you are. Thanks. I wish this was a video format so that everyone could see that I lied to Jack and didn't have a candy bar for him. It's okay, he gave me a beer. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so this next one, you kind of inspired this one when we were texting the other day, and you said that you wished you lived in a world where Adventure Time didn't exist. Adventure Time was bad. I, I was deeply offended by this because I 
loved Adventure Time, and I I still do. Like I'll still go back and rewatch the episodes, and like I wasn't even gonna pick this as one of my things this week, but I felt so embattled by your comments that I was like, I'm I'm taking up well, this mantle and I'm gonna fight for it. I did also text you in all capital letters. You did text me that, and like it was just out of the blue. Like it was it was so undeserved. I felt so under fire, um, but I grew up watching it not even grew up just like in high school would watch adventure you time went through high school I, I grew up i grew up through high school watching we're not adventure that time young because adventure time is a like it's a great show and yeah like i get that some of the comedy in it and some of the elements of the show are like m- much more so geared towards younger kids and i understand that and that's a fair criticism of it but i like it for for two major reasons the first is that it's like in for about 50 percent of it it's very much so like modeled after seinfeld where it's almost about nothing where every episode kind of resets at the end of it like there's no consequences to any episode and like it they're completely self-contained in a way that just totally resolve themselves by the end of every episode and then have no bearing on the next one but that format's been done and it's been done by a lot of shows i know but not so much in animation but the other 50 percent of it that you'll see is tiny 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 hints in every single not every single episode like every fifth or sixth episode that hint at a greater plot like something that ties the 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 episodes together something that hints at like where this all came from getting emotional no i'm getting choked up (laughs) no um something that really like ties them back to like the central origin of the whole show but you really have to like look out for them and you need the reason that i i enjoyed the show so much was because it was such a community built around it like that was the first point in our lives where like online communities were really starting to form like you were really being able to to build uh, a community around a certain subject matter and people were starting to exchange ideas around that and I loved being able to watch an episode as it premiered and then people start picking it apart and being like oh this is something that's going to tie back to this and this is going to be something that's tied back to this but if you weren't looking out for that you would just think this is a show that's literally about nothing and I kind of love that about it like you really where it was accessible to everyone but there was different levels of accessibility to it kind of like Star Wars. Star Wars is not about nothing. I know, but like it's about how the Skywalker family destroyed the galaxy. But in a way, in a way that it's like different levels of accessibility. Okay, right? but it just it, well, there wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was, it was entertaining. But like even a lot of the jokes, I didn't, I don't know. By the time this is Adventure Time, it's yeah. entertaining. Yes, I was gonna say Star Wars, entertaining, but some of the jokes. <laughs> That's a whole other episode that we will get into. I promise. I know we're gonna we're probably gonna do like ten of these and make passive aggressive comments about Star Wars. We're never, before. yeah, we're never gonna get into our full views on Star Wars on this. We did once at a bar. We did once at a bar. We included the bartender and a girl one of us was dating, and it just got out of hand. It was not so much fun. No, it was not. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't find it funny. I, and there wasn't there wasn't. They weren't connected. It was... I know you say they were, like, subtle connections, but, like, if I want a show that's going to be connected, I want them to obviously, like, this happens, so the next episode happens, so the next episode happens. So you're more so in it for that major plot line. Like, you don't want to put in 
the effort to really like search for that plot line. And yeah. I'm not I'm not criticizing you on that. That's a fair point. Yeah, and so going to anime shows, like I'm obviously a big fan of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but like that's clearly a it's a plot line there. I just want to make sure you said animated shows. Yeah, because people people would get really offended if you just called Rick and Morty an anime show. <laughs> no, animated. Sorry, because like I, anime, there are like certain certain elements of anime that are. We're well, not going to get into anime. No, no, I, that are great, and like, but people would be very offended if you called Rick and Morty an anime show. No, it is not. It is animated. No. Uh, my apologies. Yeah. No, and like th- that's not a criticism on you at all. I think like that's a total like just argument that you want your show to be really plot focused and if you're having to work for it and you have to do that kind of extra digging mm-hmm. then that takes away from just the current viewing enjoyment and I always felt that Adventure Time was like a kids animated show right and it, and it, it was too I felt like it was too deep and intense mm-hmm. for that even the jokes they would make mm-hmm. like they would go over my head until I rewatched episodes recently as right. someone in their 20s and I'm like right. oh I get that now that's a little too intense for, right. for a, a kids animated show no and I understand that and that's that's kind of the thing that I was talking about though is like I like the different levels of accessibility on it like you can like it at the surface level or you can take that deeper dive into it and I think we'll just both have to agree that Adventure Time is the best animated show ever, and it's better than Rick and Morty. Well, either way, it's not on the air anymore. It's currently not on the air. We're but we're in the era of reboots, so wait for that. Wait for that good, good live action Adventure Time to come out. Do you know how any hideously disgusting that would be? I would hate that. Oh my god, I would absolutely hate that. That would be really bad. So you had a thing. You had a you had a hot take this week too. Had another hot take. You had another hot take. Would you Would you care to share with the class? Uh, I did bring enough for everyone. Thank you. And um, I would like to say that Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. You really fully wholeheartedly believe that Daniel Craig is yes. the best James Bond. Yes. Please explain to me why you're wrong. Uh, oh, okay. I'll explain <laughs> you why I'm right. <laughs> um, James Bond is a secret agent for the British Intelligence Agency. I'm well aware. Yes. Thank you for uh, recapping the plot of James if Bond. If you watch most James Bond movies, all he does is drink and seduce women. Yes. Um, that does not accomplish a goal. It does not accomplish a goal in that. Uh, but Daniel Craig, like, he, he did work. He was like yeah. the British Jason Bourne. He was... Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that, that Daniel Craig was the best at doing the job of James Bond, but I don't <laughs> feel like the Daniel Craig movies are the best James Bond movies, and I will stand by that before till the day I die. Like, if, if I'm ever, like just trying to like mindlessly do something and I want to put something on in the background like I will always put on an old James Bond movie just because I love them so much like Goldfinger might be my top favorite my top other other favorite movie of all time maybe third favorite movie of all time and that time. wasn't a bad movie but no, like no, no, Casino Royale was the best James the, Bond the, movie ever right the the Daniel Craig version of Casino Royale even the storyline right. but Connery is my favorite Bond easily like he just brings the life to the character in in a way that I don't think Daniel Craig really does. Like I think he is a great action hero and he's a great secret agent and he's good at what he does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> but the spirit of Bond is not necessarily being the best agent in MI6. Like his his whole thing is like 
I'm just gonna kind of waltz through this and and see on the other side, really. And and I think that a lot of the tropes, and I mean this with no disrespect, but I mean it with a lot of disrespect, that a lot of the tropes <laughs> that the original like early like Connery and more Bond films set up were nodded to, but not to the extent that they were actually included in any of the the Daniel Craig movies. Like the the thing that I love the most about the Bond like the old, old Bond films is the cold open. Like the fact that they'll start out a, a, a movie and you feel like you're walking into and a mission or an adventure that's already happening and then that has nothing to do with the rest of the plot and i feel like a lot of the the newer movies with craig in them allude to that where it will be in a different setting but something will happen in that that will trigger the rest of the that's movie. fair i mean you go right. to the beginning of casino royale he starts in like the desert at like a snake fighting pit and then he right. follows someone runs through some giant construction site right. things got out of hand right he kills someone in the bathroom mm-hmm. and then you still get that five minute long intro that doesn't make any sense. Right. But <laughs> that's related but to the plot. It, but yeah, but then it relates back to the plot. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the uh, Craig movies in a, in a little bit. Like, I haven't rewatched them in a little bit. But I know that they're all connected. The older, I know that they're all connected. Like, the older ones that you could watch them in any order, first off. But that initial cold open had almost nothing to do I would say maybe about 80% of the time had nothing to do with the, the well, rest of the plot of the movie and, but that's been adopted by so many other action franchises like we were talking earlier about Indiana Jones like Indiana Jones took that from Bond yeah. having that cold open well, and like so if did you think of all the, the Indiana Jones movies there's that thing at the beginning that happens except for the fourth one that doesn't exist um, the one with Shia LaBeouf didn't actually happen. That was a bad happen. dream that everyone had. That we all had on the same night. Um, the three Indiana Jones movies that actually exist, Only there's a scene at the beginning that doesn't tie into the rest of the movie. And I love that about it. And I, I think that that's a trope that like we've kind of lost because movies have gotten to be so long now that you can't really waste that time at the beginning. That's true. But also, like the Mission Impossible movies still kind of do that. They do. I'll give. I'll give it. I'll give it a Mission Impossible. The new one apparently was great. I haven't seen it yet. If you think that I should go see it, Venmo me five dollars. Movie tickets are off the charts expensive right now. I've I've seen all the Mission Impossibles with my dad except the most recent one, and he went. I heard it was incredible. He went and saw it without me. If you think it's incredible, tweet at us or Instagram us or text us because I heard it was great and I should go see it. I but just I don't have, like Tom Cruise. I have not. I don't like I don't like looking at his he's, weird middle tooth. I can't I can't see a movie with him because he's got that he's weird just, middle tooth. He's just not good. And this is the newest. The, the, this Mission Impossible. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is the reason why they had to CGI off Henry Cavill's mustache in Justice League, right? Because he couldn't take this mustache off that he needed for Mission Impossible. Is that so true? That's the that's a true story. So he was filming Mission Impossible, and then they called him back to do reshoots on Justice League. And the studio, I'm blanking on studio names right now, but the the studio that does Mission Impossible wanted the mustache, needed the mustache for the oh, storyline. Needed the mustache. It needed the mustache for the storyline, and they said, "Listen, uh, DC, we will pay you the costs of CGIing off this mustache so that he can continue to be Superman." 
Can they CGI me a mustache for normal life? They, But, like, people have said that it would be easier to CGI a mustache on than to CGI a yeah. real mustache off. Yeah, it would. But they did that in Justice League. So if you watch a couple scenes, I think the scene where he, where Superman's in the court, like the scene where he's, like, going to court. I haven't seen Justice look, League. But you look at his lip and you're like, that's not how a person's lip should look. Like, that's <laughs> just not right. So... I want to go see it just for the infamous mustache and the scene where Tom Cruise breaks his leg, because that's that's some real that's some real action hero stuff, and I commend him for that. Did but he actually that, break his leg? Oh yeah. Oh cool. He really like they were filming the movie. He broke his leg, and then they used that take in the real movie because that was the only one they got. Because <laughs> Tom Cruise, hey, if you're listening, friend of the pod, Tom Cruise. Not, um, not friend of me. Friend, not friend of you, but friend of the pod, Tom Cruise. If you're listening, uh, time to time to hang up the towel. You've been doing your your own stunts for way too long. Hit the showers, Tom Cruise. Yeah, let's call it a career. We should make that a thing that we do every week. One celebrity that needs to hit the showers. This I think week's is after Tom he made Cruise. Night and Day, he should have stopped. Yeah, that's the end. That's the end. And you did that also, one spy movie with Cameron Diaz, and that was the end. You should have stopped after that. And it's also the end of the show. What an incredible segue. But don't be sad, because we do this show every single Wednesday. Jack, what do you what do you what do you what do you think we want to do next week? Give him a little little teaser. The, I don't know, the but idea you know that we had been talking about earlier that we might tease at the end of the podcast. Might have to do with a with a with a movie that we also talked about today where there's a hero and he's a guy and he has a whip. Oh, uh, are we really gonna do Indiana Jones? You spoiled the end of next podcast, but we again we do this show every single Wednesday. Uh, if you have some suggestions of, of things that we should include in the podcast, message us both on Instagram. We have our links in the description for the episode, and if you have any uh, any fact checks for us as well, you can include those there as yeah, well. Yeah, because apparently last week wrong. I got grilled with the fact checks. I forgot to include this at the beginning of the episode last week. Jack said that. The Phantom Menace is the only movie where Liam Neeson dies. When and in we fact, fa- we looked it up, and in fact, Liam Neeson dies in twenty-one movies, which is way more than one. Only twenty he dies, more. He dies in one of your favorite movies, the Batman franchise. He dies in that. He dies in the Gray. He dies in. Okay, shout out, shout out to everybody he, that messaged me on Instagram. He was, was in like, the, Jack is wrong. He didn't. You don't know if he died in Batman Begins. It's strongly implied that he dies at the end of Batman Begins. Like, the whole DC universe with their whole, like, Fountain of Youth thing going Listen, on there. That's I a whole. want nothing to do... DC DC might as well be, like, our permanent winner of, of throwing the towel. Like, I want nothing to do with the DC universe. Because they're just... I think the DC... pumping out garbage the right DC now. DC characters we can both better. Agree, we can both agree with that. Well, no, the DC characters are better than the Marvel characters, but the yeah. movies are worse. I'll give it that. The I'll movies suck. That. Suicide Squad was one of the worst movies ever made. That's a hot take. And a hot take we will end on. That is the end of the show. Again, we do this show every single Wednesday. So tune in next week and we will see you then. Also, like, Henry Cavill, I said this last week, and I'm going to keep saying it until you do. Please follow me back on Instagram. I've sent you a bunch of DMs. You don't respond. Uh, again, my, my handle is in the description below, but I just really appreciate a follow back there. 